It's the Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner, joined by Chad Brendel of BearcatJournal.com and Rick Roaring from MusketeerReport.com. Welcome into the first of our two podcasts for this week. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com, digital sports columnist and editor, along with Chad Brendel from BearcatJournal.com and Rick Roaring from MusketeerReport.com as we wrap up a busy Busy college basketball weekend that saw Xavier get knocked off by Villanova. Kentucky with a, uh, with a victory at Alabama. The top four seeds in each of the regions were released. Um, and much, much more that we will get to. But we're going to start with the game that's uh, the freshest in our mind, which was Cincinnati taking on SMU and Chad Brendel. Your takeaway, first and foremost, is the Bearcats had a 40-31 lead in the second half. It felt like it disappeared in the blink of an eye. They ended up out, getting outscored by 18 points in the last 16 minutes and lose 60-51. to And now uh, in the loss column, share first place in the AAC with SMU. You can't allow a 19-2 run. You, you've got four veteran guys that are supposed to, you know, be the, 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 the focal point of your team, and, and you just can't allow it to happen. Kevin Johnson starts it with pump faking and then double dribbling a three in the corner as a, as a guy flies at him. Um, Gary Clark takes two bad shots at the rim. You get two more turnovers. You've got five, five empty trips. You start with a nine-point or, or nine lead. You go five empty trips, and next thing you know, SMU's got momentum, and they've got the crowd rocking, and um, you just have somebody has to be able to step up in that situation, Skinny, and stop it. It stopped the bleeding, and it was it was self inflicted. They allowed it to happen because they kept giving SMU free opportunities without without getting good looks, without you know being able to put yourself in a in a in a groove. And I think SMU's defense really played off of that. I thought they um, the main thing that SMU did defensively that changed is early in the game they were sending a dig or a double at Gary Clark. And he's so good at passing out, yeah. and they got either an extra pass for a three. And, I mean, I think the first – was the first nine shots, I think, were threes, yeah. something like that? Yeah. And Gary was, was taking advantage of it. And then when they played him straight up, he couldn't get position on Ben Moore to get to the rim and get a good look. And they swarmed him, you know, at the rim. They, they doubled with a big or helped with a big. At the last second. At the last second. Right. Instead of helping with, you know, a guard digging down or somebody coming opposite to double off of a guard. Um, leaving Jacob Evans open did not work for them. So they stopped doing that. And, and Cincinnati just didn't have an answer. They couldn't figure out a response. The threes, the amount of threes taken are going to be a big point of conversation i would say like early in the game the first several threes that you referenced i didn't have a problem with those no, i thought no, they were no, good, they were good in you gives you. the ball was moving yeah. it was the shot that you want to get against smu's defense and it was a good look i thought a lot of the threes later in the second half where we got to the end of the shot clock and didn't find a good look and now we have to hoist something yeah. up type threes and those are the ones where it's like what we need to frame this conversation the correct way because uc played well they didn't play great they played well smu played well and there's no shame in losing that game. It is what it is. It's not going to be anything that right. hurts UC going forward. Just is what it is. Um, but in the terms of like what went wrong in this game and they weren't able to score and they had that stretch, what adjustments do you think they should make or could make? I, I mean, I don't know because so much of this team's identity is playing inside out and, and scoring at the rim when Gary and Kyle have the advantage or when teams decide to double or dig off or, or do whatever – then kicking it out and, and hitting from the perimeter there. Uh, SMU is just it, – they're, they're a tough deal because it, it, it's – we've joked and talked about this. They're, they're a positionless basketball team. They, they have five guys that are all 6'8", 6'6", six, to 6'8". Six, six to six, they switch everything. If you try to run, you know, baseline screens or runner screens – they're just switching. They're it just easy. switching, yep. and, and your screen is not affecting anything. There's no mismatch gain. Right. So, I mean, it, it, it's it's a situation. I don't know. Like, watching it, I, I I didn't have an idea on what would have cracked what they were doing from the, you know, from that. Because they come out in the second half, and they're scorching hot. Mm. And, they, and they get, you know, SMU makes a three to go up three. And you're thinking, oh, well, SMU's run from the end of the first half is going to continue. And well, then UC goes on. And then 12-0 run, right. you're up nine nine points. Felt like they were in control at that point. Absolutely. And and then they have those five empty trips. And and, and like I said on, on Twitter, I credit SMU's defense a lot because I don't know what exactly I would have changed. Like throwing it into Gary didn't work. Throwing it into Kyle didn't work. 
trying to set ball screens didn't work anymore. Trying to set the flare screens didn't work because they were, like I said, they were just switching everything and just handing everything off. I don't know. And, and, and we're going to talk about this because I think we, we still agree about pushing pace. But um, there was nothing in transition either because SMU was making shots during that run too. So, I mean, I guess you, could, you can, you can well, have some transition off makes, but you're not going to get the same level of transition you are off of a miss or a live ball turnover. And this is a point that Cronin made on the post game that I think kind of changes the the argument that we were having or the conversation we were having before the show. Oh, no, it was an argument, but that's good. It wasn't really an argument, but SMU, because they're so good on the glass, you have to send everybody, and you don't have guys leaking out and being able to get down the, the baseline, true. and you don't have a point guard that's fast enough to beat them on his own. So they, you know, SMU won the rebounding battle here by 10, Today, I think it was one. I think it was 39-38. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it certainly I mean, didn't feel like SMU killed them on the glass whatsoever. You have to send everybody against them because they send everybody. And, and I wonder, you know, you talk about what, could, what you could do different. I do want, and this is very hypothetical because it didn't happen. You, know, you throw it into Gary a couple times. You throw it into Kyle a couple times. And if they were able to finish one or two of yeah. those, then SMU well, has to say, well, damn, this was an idea that we had to do. We had to change our defensive strategy. Exactly. Now we got to go back again. And now we now we got to go to the drawing board. It didn't happen. I, and I guess, I guess that's where I will, I will credit SMU because – it feels like every time Gary Clark or, or Kyle Washington are posted up, and we're not talking about they're posted against six ten NBA guys, right? They're posted against like size yeah. guys that you go, they're good enough to back you down, turn and shoot a jump hook from three feet away and score it. And they never got to that spot. You could see no. they get, where they caught it, they're pushed two or three feet off the block, and by the time they could make a move, it just wasn't happening. I mean, it just yeah. wasn't. I, and I, I give a lot of credit to SMU. They're just really sound fundamentally on defense. That's they're one of the best defenses in the country, and that's and did that that's without a big foul. Part of why no, they never foul. Right. I mean, they just simply do not foul. Which that was just awesome to watch. Neither team was fouling. We got to watch like twenty possessions in a yeah. row without stoppages, yeah. like multiple times. That was incredibly entertaining. I just wish. Either team cared about offense at all, so it would have made it even more entertaining. But Chad's Chad's Twitter people didn't like that I said that at all. I was, did you I'm, get jumped? Oh yeah, like they think I'm you. They think it's like everything's a shot at UC, and it's like no, I just want to watch an entertaining game, and I don't like that neither team cares about playing offense. Like 58 possessions against two good teams, that the refs aren't stopping the game, isn't ideal for me. I'd and, rather and, see that play and, a little and fast. Was, and neither team more was, like that's the thing. Neither team was fouling. That's the other part. I mean, you know, sometimes there's games you're like, Dad, go on, they're getting away with everything. They really no. weren't. They, no, no. That both of those teams legitimately defended that fouling. Which is why I say coaches can need teach. To, yeah, yeah. They need to let all the control stuff go on the defense. You end. can coach great defense and play great defense without fouling. Just it is to, possible. Just to wrap up the UC offensive and adjustments and stuff. I agree with pretty much everything you've said. The only. The only comeback is, and again, it's an elite defense, so it is what it is. Sometimes you it, you're just not going to have a good night you against have them. A bad eight at their stretch is what at their arena stretch, yeah. Um, but my thing would be okay. But we've now seen for two or three years in big game situations on the road when they start to struggle, UC's offense gets to this point where the ball movement just stops. It stopped. It's lots of yeah. Troy Copain going one, wait first of all waiting like twelve or thirteen seconds to start the offense, and then going one on five against a set defense, which. You just said he's not fast enough to beat anyone, so right. like, it's not like he's getting in lane and creating. Well, and so I, I just don't know. Like to me, they have to do something other than just quit moving the ball at the end of games. Yeah, and, and you know, I think the the thing that's been the biggest surprise this year is, is Jacob Evans hasn't been able to take anybody off the dribble. He hasn't been able to get by people, and we thought that uh, was going to uh, be eleven of his twelve shots were threes. Yeah, we thought that was going to be something that he was going to add to his game. You know, his first seven, eight threes were great. Oh, yeah, no, no. But, but a guy with his athletic ability. You've got to be able now. Go to when, the rim. When, got well, to go to the rim. When they changed the defense, you've got to be able to pump fake and go by. Right. You've got to be able to do something off the dribble. And he's just not shown this year that added ability to get by guys off the dribble. And Jaron Cumberland, the, the, the stage was too big for him. He, he made mistakes pretty much instantly as soon as he got put into the game. And in that type of game, Cronin's not going to put up with it. And uh, Skinny, I'm, I'm interested from a coach's perspective. SMU plays six guys. Mm-hmm. Their, their best guys are on the floor at all times. Correct. How hard does that make it to use, confidently use your bench? Because generally you will sub and sub, right? When you see. Yeah, I, I, but I'm one, I, and I, you're asking probably wrong, because I, I go nine and 10 no matter what the other team does, just to hopefully yeah, but, have fresh legs and tire guys. That doesn't okay, but what happens lunch. when you put those guys out there and, and it goes no, my 6-0 is, run real quick? Here's my hope, and it didn't happen in this game a couple times. My hope is those guys will at least defend enough to where. We may not get the offensive output, but they'll defend enough to where maybe we get outscored six to two with them on the floor, and then you put your guys that back. That happened and in the good. first half. Yeah, second I, half. Exactly. Different story. So no, I I I get what you're talking about. I still think 
I got to find a way to tire them out if yeah. they're going to go 60. If that, and you know that going in. I mean, you know that's what they're going to do. They might go to a seventh guy for foul trouble. He's whatever. terrible. They're seventh but, guy. But, 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 I mean, again, part of that is they want to play slow. If you're going to agree, hey, we want to play slow and we'll right. keep this game under 60 possessions, guess what? Those guys aren't going to be tired. Right. They're but, fine. But then the, the, the flip side is you're 40 to 31 on the plus side with 16 minutes to go in the game feeling like no matter how this game is gone, you're in a good spot. You're in, yeah. And it just felt like it disappeared so bloody quick that you you couldn't stop. I think you took, what, two timeouts in that, in, during the yeah, run? He tried, I mean, he tried, but it's on the guys on the floor. It is. Well, yeah. and, and You've got to not turn it over. You've got to value the ball. You've got to take good shots. And like you said, it's experienced, tough guys. Yeah. Guys that like you expect to be able to handle that. So it's it's definitely on the players. This yeah. isn't like, hey, Mick didn't know what he was doing. That, well, I mean, that was clearly and, on the players. And, and, and you know, Troy Copain goes 0 for 7 and 0 for 5. His only, two, his only two points come at the foul line with, what, 209, 206, whatever yep. it was, left to go in the game. You've got to be better. I mean, yeah, you just you have, have to, to be better. better. That, that's that's one be thing. We didn't even say that. Troy doing what he did, you're not going to win any games on the road with that performance. Troy, couple, had, Troy had two are, and Gary had six. Yeah, right, I mean that's just. But I mean, like from Gary, he was six and ten. That's a Gary type game. He's the glue guy, right? Like, but I'm saying and combined, he had assists. Yeah, right. Combined, no, your points combined well taken. They had eight points. But I thought Gary played fairly well and yeah, did he the played role. Hard. He played yeah. the role you needed him to play in that game. He made them change their defense. Troy was the guy who was not. And, and honestly, I thought one of the biggest shots of the game, and it wasn't a shot clock three. It was a kick out three. If off I remember of right, re- uh, they they were, were, it's right off of a rebound. They were, they were down seven. Correct, and this would have cut it to four if he makes it wide open. Evans opens. misses. They get an offensive rebound. Reverse the ball to Troy. Step in three. Open. Step in three. Right in rhythm. Bang it. You're down four, and you've make got it. momentum. You have to make it. I mean, that, that's 100% what, that's you, what you have to there. make it. Right. Now, now the, the loss itself, in, in for any fan, just it always sucks because you, you play the what-if game. Um, from, from a seed perspective, this would have helped. How much does it hurt, if, if any, as long as you take care of business the rest of the way? I think four is best you can do now. Okay. Probably. I mean – and if may, they went out and, and maybe beat SMU in the conference tournament, I think they can get a four. I think four is kind of the ceiling right now because they just don't have the number of top 50 games. And then they made it clear on the selection show that they made it clear they're looking at top you, 50 wins, yeah, top you, 25 you, wins. You guys talked about that on the Sports Authority on, on Sunday night on, on Local 12, and I, I thought it was, a, it was a really good point. Because I truthfully thought I had no question in my mind that UC was going to be one of the four yeah, seeds. Now, now they so. were one of the last four. I think they were the last four on the on the they uh, were a five seed on the bracket matrix. Yeah. Bracket matrix had them a five. Oh, you're right. They did yeah. have them as a five. They're I'm five sorry. on bracket they, matrix. They did have them as a five. But here's the thing I've said about UC all se- well, not all season, but since we've started talking about the bracketology stuff, their resume, their the thing that set them apart wasn't going to come until the end of the year when they were that only team with two losses and no, they were bad, n- nothing looking even rem- like a bad loss. Like you had to get all the way to end before right. that was going to register and you were going to see 20 they still can get pretty close that, to that with three and that, but and that's it's just a little different a little right? different and, and plus plus you added that you put yourself over 500 well, they were, in top 50 they games. were going to go up to i think eight in the rpi with a win i think they go to 14 with a loss yeah, plus like, they're two and two right now against top 50 yeah, right yeah. so that makes you three and two which right. looks a lot better well, for no you'd reason. have been three and one right yeah three and one which is no, strong no, no. Yeah, they lost. Where they were two and they were two and two going into the selection show, right? Against top fifty, or is that is Rhode Island top fifty? Iowa State. Iowa State's top. Yeah. Then they won well, those Butler, two. Well, Butler was top fifty. Yeah, and 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 URIs somewhere in there. Yeah, maybe. they were top fifty by maybe, the RPI. Maybe, okay. maybe they are. So it's okay. two and two. Okay. So they were two and two. yeah. Okay. So um. So they'd have been three and two. They'd you, have been yeah. You look at that look, three and two. Better. It looks yeah. better. And, now they're two and three. And you only have those two losses, which that almost yeah. feels. And it hasn't been from so long. You've had the long winning streak. That almost feels like you haven't lost. Right. You know what I mean. Right. And now it's just, it just doesn't have that sterling like oh my god look at and that. And they were really the only game on TV today. Yeah, like, it was a that national was a opinion, opinion. And, right? And people who had a previous thought of right. what UC is, and them playing rock fights and all those other things we hear, hear thrown around. Up. That's what that game was, so yeah. it kept that narrative going too, which unfortunate. But the great thing is, it wasn't even remotely a bad loss. It's not no. going to cost you anything. It no, just, it costs it you just, that upside. It puts a ceiling on your your upside. Yeah, I mean, and I think you're right. I think they're probably now a five. Like it, they can it, get up to a four if they yeah. get, they run the table it, and but beat the, USF. And, they and, get a four. And the funny part is, truth be told, there really is very little difference between four and five because you still have to play the you, you still have to play, play the other. one. I mean, yeah, you have to play each other, the, but then the, you have to play the one. The, the, I think the thing that would, that that doesn't really everybody always talks about that five twelve. If you look recently, those thirteens are pretty damn right. good too. The absolutely, fours, absolutely, the fours are dropping a lot of games absolutely. in the tournament now. So, yeah. I mean, I think you're right in that regard that you're going to have to play each other and you're going to have to play a fairly tough game. First, and then you'd have to play the one in all likelihood. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether you're the four or the five. That's what right. that's what it comes down to. So really, you're splitting hairs if that's the case. So it's yeah. not an awful, awful thing. But now, now 
you put they in, can't drop another right, one. You put in play the sliding even further down yeah, with just another. Then you're looking at six or a seven, and, right. and, and, uh, and then it gets real tough. Yeah, well, that is the thing. This can all of a sudden turn on them really quick because of this conference, and everyone knows that. I mean, UC fans are well first. They're they're totally aware of the pitfalls that lie ahead. I don't think this UC team is the type to get caught up in that. No, and I don't think you know everybody wants to look back to the SK team. Um, I think this team's what, more talented. Personally. Well, but I'm just gonna. That, that's what I'm gonna get to is the point that th- that team was wearing down by that point. They were all grit and toughness. Yeah, they were all grinded out. Yeah, and and at that point, you only had a couple guys. Everybody, the scouting report was out. Like the way to stop them was pretty obvious. SK was still gonna get his twenty, right. twenty-two points, twenty-five points, but you know there was there was holes. And, and those guys physically were wearing down. And I don't think this team is in that situation. Um, I think it's nice that they get a little bit of a uh, confidence builder, hopefully, on Wednesday, playing South Florida after that SMU game. They get USF after Xavier and then after SMU. I know. That, that's that, that's, that's, that's you how talk, you feel better real quick. You talk about a soft landing spot for both <laughs> that's things. That's how you feel better. A, Thank you, they, AAC office. Yeah. Because then you got guys that also played 38, 36, 33, 33, and 38 minutes. Not only Making is it a, a Sunday game, to Wednesday turnaround. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're playing 22 minutes in yeah. a blowout, which is perfect. Brilliant move on the AAC's part, by the way. If you're afraid of only being like a one or two bid conference, yeah. right. better make sure that one team well, is yeah, a which, soft landing which, spot. What you don't want to do is have to go to Memphis right. after oh, you play course. SMU. Yeah, and, 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 you know, you continue to... And another grinder. Yeah. Right? Another, and, and, and another road game where you struggle to score on the road, right. no matter whether it was SMU or, or anybody or else. Or, yeah. Right. I think this UC team, they overwhelm with their ability. They're just more talented than most of the teams in the AAC. So yeah. that's why I don't really worry about them slipping up. Yeah, I don't stretch. either. I don't either. I mean, I can... The only, I mean, the only UCF. Thing, Houston. UC, UC, at UCF. Houston's at home on Houston's, senior yeah, day. Houston's here. I, I don't see that happening, but that's the only like tough team they play that I think is legitimately I think decent. At UCF, just because their defense, is, they, they make it so tough to score. And, and look, no, UC on the road. All you have to, I guarantee UConn you, on the road. If, if you looked at road splits for them in the league, the yeah. road splits would be off the charts. And then, and then yeah. UConn on the road, UConn senior day. They not should ideal. be able to win that game, right. but not ideal. Yeah, forty-one thirty-seven. Yeah, that's what it'll turn into. All right, we'll we'll, uh, we'll circle maybe back around a little bit to this, but let's touch on uh, Xavier for a minute, Rick, where they uh, played Villanova on Saturday. And, and a couple things. Obviously, let's start with the first one, which is, is Trayvon Blewett goes out with an injury, gone for a chunk of the first half, tries to play the second half. Um, clearly shows from the get-go he he can't get up and down the floor. That Jalen Brunson possession where oh, he had to guard him for a second. It was, was almost like it was almost like a it was like the, the cheetah fighting the wounded antelope and saying I'm pouncing right here right now. I thought when he, when he when he got isolated you're you're done. You have uh, no yeah, chance. Yeah, that was that I felt bad for him at that I, point. I, I was really optimistic when he came out of the locker room. I thought, yeah, oh, I thought, oh, he's okay. okay. Yeah. You need to get taped, yeah. maybe get a little Absol- stimulus, absolutely, pop it, a pill or something. But it was pretty clear that it was not. And, and certainly, despite a big day from Rasheed Gaston, they, they, I mean, with him scoring zero points, you aren't beat. I don't. You're not beating anybody. No, and I mean, look, I mean, Villanova. They weren't going to beat Villanova even if they played well. Probably so. They played hard as hell. Yeah, Xavier worked their ass off. Yeah. They, they tore it up on the glass. I mean, they they gave the effort needed, but I mean. One, they're not as good as Villanova, clearly. And two, without Trayvon and, and Edmund, you're not going to score yeah, you, enough points against Villanova. You, you needed a mid-20-point game from Trayvon. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what well, you plus, need. Plus, I mean, to, like Villanova wants to slow you down everything else. Xavier can't push it against Correct. Villanova, especially without guards and especially without bodies. Well, it, it, they tried to for a little bit in the second half. It, 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 was, just, it was weird. At one point... Um, who else went out limping? Somebody else went out limping for a short period. Oh, JP. Yeah, yeah JP goes out. At one point, I'm looking at the bench going, he got nobody else. He's like, Tim literally got nobody else to yeah, put in the ball He was literally right going now. to Tim Stanbrook yeah. next. And yeah. Tim Stanbrook's probably going to play over the next few games. I mean, the thing, the thing I, the why I wanted to say they played really hard, I thought it was bad form. The, the announcer crushed him saying Xavier quit. In the final, oh, I didn't. Oh, think I that totally. In the final that. three or four minutes, yeah, I thought they did the. Op- I, 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 I was think su- they were out of gas. I was surprised they didn't quit when Trayvon went out. Like, I'm surprised it didn't turn into a 25 point right. blowout. And, and and they were definitely in the final three minutes. They were out of gas, mm. and, and and they went to Josh Hart with JP McCura on him. That's <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're gonna get your doors blown off in that situation. But I I mean honestly I like what the hell are you watching, dude? Xavier like left everything they had out on the floor to even be in the ballpark to be remotely in this game. So I just thought it was uh, it was poor form on the uh, yeah, the, I, the ES or Fox Sports guy or Fox Sports yeah, Fox yeah. whoever. I, it was. I was at the game like you were, so I didn't hear him say that. It was that, Jimmy yeah, Jackson, which I, yeah, he's and, typically I, pretty terrible. And I don't, um, I don't, I was just saying. And for some reason, they put him with Gus Johnson, which is just, I mean, it's like bringing him up, I guess, that he's with Gus, but it's just a. Yeah, for your number one team, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't no, think. I, I just I thought that was uh, honestly kind of irresponsible because I, I don't like that. 
This it's, team a la- it's a, it's a yeah. lazy mantra. It's lazy. It is it's lazy. very lazy, especially especially like you said when it's so opposite the other way. Like yeah. all the effort stuff was in Xavier's you, you, favor. They just weren't nearly good enough to beat Villanova. Uh, right. Fans use that a lot of times too. And I hate when, it when it's when it's really a lot of times it's just execution. It's not effort. Right. It's because you the either other team execute. hit ten threes. Yeah, right. Or or we um, just quit. I'm, I'm dealing with that today. UC wasn't mentally prepared, or UC wasn't whatever. Well, it's SMU to sixty at home. Yeah. <laughs> Like and one dude who doesn't make shots made shots. Yeah, good for them. I mean, yeah. okay, yeah. there and are one te- guy who look, does make shots. There are times. There are times when teams in sports do quit, and it is yeah. usually very, very clear. Go watch the New York Knicks. Yes, I mean honestly, it is very, very clear when you see teams quit. It's as clear as can be. It's it. It's sometimes. It feel it fans see it because well they didn't score or they a guy blew by him the guy blew by him because he's probably dead tired. Josh Hart's better than JP McCure. Right. <laughs> uh, it, 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 I, I'm agree. It's such a lazy lazy stance. It bothers me. If you wanted to say Xavier quit in the first game against Villanova at Villanova, I'd agree with that. That was a game where I could say okay, I think they got behind and said here we go again and quit throwing the flag. Yeah. yeah, this game wasn't that. All right, let's talk about a couple other things in the game. Quentin Gooden has been has been good. I mean, he's been he's he's played well. He's yeah. he's played the point guard role that you ask him to play very well. Um, and you've said this. I'm not trying to pin you in a corner here. He for right now in the four game stretch in which he's been the starting point guard cannot finish a lick. Yeah, three fin- th- three games that he started in the St. John's game yeah, played saying, a yeah, lot right. that that Edmund went out in ten, ten of um, thirty four on twos. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, it has to be better. I don't know really what else to say. Like the fans keep mentioning that like. There needs to be something else said about it. It's like, no, he's missing shots. But they keep – I think a lot of people are confusing this with they're framing it as he's missing layups and you can't miss layups. I don't see that as much. I mean, there's a little bit of that. But look, like a lot of guys drive in, go up against 6'10 dudes, are barreling right. in there full speed and don't get a finish. And part of that is you want to get the ball. When you drive and you make two shot blockers collapse on you to try to block your shot, guess what it leaves? Yeah. A wide open offensive tip, and so driving right. to the rim as a guard from the perimeter and missing a layup isn't always bad offense. Right. Like that is okay sometimes. The other side of that is what I see from Quentin, where he t- turns like oh, what should have been maybe like a one for five or one for six game into a one for twelve or thirteen, right. whatever ended up being yesterday. One for fourteen, what, even worse, um, is that he's getting caught between. He was super. He wanted to be a distributor, super unselfish when he was playing those backup minutes. Then he became the more of a prominent role in the, the offense. He still wanted to do that a little more, but all of a sudden defense are going, well, quit giving him passing lanes when he gets in the lane. Funnel him in, make him shoot. And also the coaches are saying, hey, we need you to be more aggressive. You can do it. Go ahead and do it. So now he's getting into that like six to eight foot range, and he's thinking, I'm open. I, and and I, it becomes I, I, a floater. It's correct. rushed. It's not pretty. I think he's just caught in between more so than he can't finish. Yeah, That's I, my I, take on it. That's, that's a good take. What's Miles Davis up to? Uh, who knows? That's yeah. A good, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people wondering that. Uh, the other guy who, who needed to step up a little bit yesterday and didn't was Kaiser Gates, and and he's he's had some moments here of late where he's stepped up and made some shots, and they really, especially when Trayvon went out, they needed somebody else to at least do something to keep you in the game because Knucklehead throws up Knucklehead shots and does Knucklehead things. He's he's getting thirty shots. <laughs> if if J- if Blewett doesn't play over the next few games, he is getting thirty shots. Are you? Re- Referring to Jonathan Point Makira? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes. Um, Morrissey? What, what is it again? Miles Fox Miles Morrissey. Miles Fox Morrissey. Yeah. The artist formerly known as Miles Fox Morrissey. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Kaiser, they would like to get more out of him, but to this point, he really hasn't ever shown anything right. on the offensive end that suggests he's going to be a dynamic guy that you can rely on for offense. He's a kick out and hit a three guy, and he defends, and, and really, he's rebounded really well since he's started playing more minutes over the last four or five games. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't like. Like, if I'm a Xavier fan, I'm not thinking, oh, maybe Kaiser will step up right now because there's nothing we've seen to suggest that. I think, quite honestly, if you're a Xavier fan, you're going, if Trayvon doesn't play, we can't score 60 points because I don't know how you do. Like, JP can score 15 to 20 and maybe bump his production up a little bit because he's going to take more shots. Maybe Quentin will finish a few more of those, but I don't think it's fair to expect him to score 15 or more. Like, who else can go get 15 other than JP on this team? Like, a guy can do well, it on, uh, as an individual G- G- in a Gaston game. did yesterday just because the matchup was favorable. He's not going to play right. many teams that don't have no, centers right. the rest of right. the way. Right, right, right. Um, and his starting center isn't playing. So, I don't think it's fair. We've seen – everyone's told me how bad Xavier's front court is. I've heard it a lot this year. I don't think they're as bad as most think. But I think it's interesting that all of a sudden now people think that Rashid Gaston scored 20 right. a game <laughs> when Trayvon Blewett's out. It's, it's, it's all up to Sean O'Mara. 
in his one minute he got. Did he get a minute yesterday? He got a minute, didn't he? Yeah, that didn't go didn't well. Didn't go so well. No, no <laughs> he looked not. like Jaron in the UC game today. Well, all right, so, so let's let's dress over. Here. Let's go with the scenario of, of if Blewett misses some games here. What 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 becomes of of X? I mean, they so, they've certainly rebounded to put themselves in a spot where now we started talking seed as opposed to getting in, and I still think they're a getting in team. But what what happens? He's got a theory, and I love it. Okay. So I think it's pretty simple for like what's going on with Xavier right now. They're back to the spot where we thought they'd be when Edmund went down, which is just hang on, make the tournament, get in that large bid. Right. Um, they're, they're, we're no longer talking about, oh, could they rise up back to a four or five? That's not going to happen. So they've got three road games. I'm almost certain Trayvon wouldn't play on Wednesday night if you sat him out. If he was hurt enough to sit out the second half of Villanova in a game that you were still in, I have to imagine he's not going to be ready to play on Wednesday night. Yeah, I don't think it was a simple turned ankle if that's the case. No, I mean, it was an ankle that had already been injured. Yeah. He was almost recovered from, and then he turned it again or did something to it again to sprain it. So I think it's a significant sprain, at least somewhat significant. And the biggest thing to me is you've got three road games coming up right here. None of them are going to be considered bad losses. They're all like 40 to 60 or 70 type teams. Just, just to set the stage, it's at Providence, then at Marquette, and then at Seton Hall. Right. So, so my thing is the last thing you want to do is rush Trayvon back and lose those three games because he's not 100%. Because guess what happens? You don't get credit now for playing without Trayvon Blewett, and you still lost those three games. Right. And now maybe he's not ready for the stretch run at the end of the season and the postseason. To me, which, which are three winnables there, two of them at home, Butler, even though they're very good, but at home, Marquette at home, and then at DePaul. Right. Uh, well, yes, and the at DePaul game and the Butler at home games are the two most important games of the season without question. Yeah, can't the have but- a bad loss and get a good win. The Butler game can still give you another win that says, hey, t- whenever top 25, like that, that looks really good. And then um, the DePaul loss is the only one that can drag you back down to the bubble. So my thing is, I would, and again, I don't know how severe it is and what he's going to say. If he's ready to play, put him back in. Absolutely. But if it's a concern at all, I think you sit him for all three road games. If you go 0-3, which is probably likely, although I think they might be able to win at Marquette personally because of coaching. Um, You love Woj. But if you lose all three, then you return, and he's back home against Butler. You get a big win there. Guess what the narrative now is from everyone in the committee? Oh, well, they lost three games on the road without Trayvon against decent teams. They're fine now. He's back. They're back to being who they were a couple weeks ago. Without Edmund. So. The team that was hanging with the number one team in the country. Yeah, so that's so like that's the way I see it. I think you've got to win the Butler game. You've got to win the DePaul game. I mean, you don't have to win the Butler game to get in that large bid, but it would really, really help the narrative of all this and make you look a lot better. So that's the game I'm shooting for if I'm the staff and trying to get Trayvon back. No, or maybe I, I bring like him it. back for the last for Seton Hall. Seton Hall, the last of the three. Yeah, like, yeah, Seton Hall's the third of the three. Maybe yes. bring him back for to to get him back in a. And you're a talking that that game is on February. And they're not playing well right now. Something or they other. Lost, so it, they just lost to St. John's. If if he's ready at all by that point, he's going to play that game. Right. And I agree with that. But I'm just saying, if it's if it gets to that point where like, hey, he's 75. Yeah. He can get in there. He can play, and he will probably help you because he's Trayvon Blewett. If I were them, I think I'd still sit him out and just say, hey, we may lose this game anyway, so let's make sure we get credit for not having Trayvon. And maybe play him 10 minutes. No, see, because that screws it up. People yeah. will say he played in that game. I think you have to say he wasn't on the court. Then when he got back, they were fine again. And if you look, um, just from a, from a sheer seed perspective when it comes to the conference tournament, even if you were to go, let's say, 0-3, you still are in a, in a spot to get a four seed in, in the tournament. I mean, right now, it's Nova's got two losses. They're going to win it. Creighton and Xavier are both with four losses, 8-4. and four. Butler's 8-5. and five. Then you drop down to a group of teams that are 6-7 and seven already. Yeah. So it's not going to really penalize you that badly when it comes to seeding for the conference tournament either. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, they really are in a pretty cut-and-dry situation in terms of what can happen for them with the postseason. And it comes down to if you beat Butler, that could really help. And then you can't lose to DePaul, or that could really make things hairy in terms of not getting in that large yeah. bid. I saw quickly, it's obviously changed a bit because um, they came out with the top four seeds in each region on Saturday. Two of those 16 teams that were listed lost. Florida State lost on the road, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was on the road, right? At Notre, Notre Dame, Dame, yeah. yeah Notre they, Dame. Got, they got um, uh So they lost. They were listed as a two seed. Butler lost um, at Providence. They were listed as a four seed. But it did it, – it, you know, when you start seeing those teams, and we, you know, we had talked about the other day, we did the podcast the other day of UC maybe getting up to a three. But then you start looking at those teams on the three line as it was – they're, they're, Kentucky, they, they, they may keep getting yeah. jumbled around, but, I mean, how many of them take large steps backwards and how many of the others take large steps? Very I mean, few. it seems like once you saw that on paper the way it was, it made me think there's not a lot of jo- – there's some jostling that's going to go on, but I don't think there's going to be quite a lot of jostling. Yeah, I think the ones and twos are really solidified. I think three on three to six can get really interesting in the different conferences okay. because when you're talking about, like, the ACC um, – 
uh, the the Pac-12, the Big 12, and then even like the SEC when you're talking about Florida and and Kentucky. Yeah, because Florida was a was a, was the last. There were three. No, no they, they were three. The last three. The last four was Duke. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, so they were. Th- I think they were much higher than I'm sure you expected. Way them higher. To be. Way higher. But again, I was trying to tell you all year they've got a pretty impressive resume and all their numbers like Ken Palm and RPI and strength of schedule and all that are way up there. Like they're top 10 and all of those. I can't, so. I can't wait to bet against them in the first round of the tournament. Whatever they're given, they'll, they'll win by like three. Good for them. <laughs> they'll be given 11 and a half. It'll be great. It'll be great for me. Uh, your irrational hatred for Florida is bizarre. I, 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 li- I like the program. I like Florida. Yeah. I always, like, always join cover just the games for this team. There. I mean, speaking I, of irrational think, hatred, it's, it's, it's going really well for NC state right now. Oh boy. That's some irrational hatred. It, it is, but man, oh man, they've they've they've. Dennis got, Smith told him, "I'm good." <laughs> I mean, they. Can you explain what you're talking about? Yeah, well, they, they got smoked again. They are now 14 and 12 and three and 10. And and remember, it feels like it was just the other day where they beat Duke yeah. at Duke, and it sounded like they're going to make some really magical run. Wake no. Wake blew them out, ran them out of the gym. Dennis Smith basically checked himself out and told Godfrey, I'm good for the rest of the day. Like, I'm shutting it down. And then B.J. Anya almost got into a fight with a Wake Forest fan at the end of the game. I would have told him, you know what, you're good. You're good to get on the bus, and we'll, we'll, you, you will not play the rest of the year. So, yeah, you're good. And he would have said, thank you. I know, that's fine. I'm going to train for the draft and good. appreciate you. I've got my, my money on B.J. Anya in fights versus fans and food eating contests. <laughs> uh, Who's he going against in the food eating contest? Anyone. Josh I got Smith. my money on him. Josh Smith eats at a psychologically disturbing level where I just don't think he can control it. I don't think he's like an eating contest guy. I think BJ Anya like sets out to sit down and eat three pizzas. Ta- Taco Fall's got to eat a bunch, don't you think? Because they, they, yeah, they, they try man, to put something on him and it doesn't, it doesn't last. BJ Anya's an impressive. Yeah, like, I think BJ Anya's the dude who goes into Hooters on a Saturday knowing that his strength and conditioning you coach know, told him he needed to eat a whole grain bagel with peanut butter and he orders the all you can eat wings and crushes 60 of them, like on purpose. <laughs> the only guy I think I would take <laughs> against him, remember Dominic Woodson? Yeah. I think I, I might still take Anya. Dominic Woodson, the big six foot nine, three hundred and fifty pound center. He played for Memphis for a while. He yeah. was at like four different schools. I saw him at the AAC tournament yeah, when they he played. He ate it. his way out of all four. Yes, I saw them at the AAC tournament when it was played in Memphis. Um, he was on Memphis's team, and they had lost. I think it might have been to UConn um, in their first game, and he was on the. They're, they're, they were staying on the same floor of the hotel that I was at, and Woodson. Came off the the elevator with three large pizzas in his hand, and I knew him from the recruiting trail because you see, was he sharing? Was he sharing any of them? No. Wow. I said, I said, you having a party back in the room? Said, nope, just me. Just me. Three three large pizzas. (laughs) Wow. See, my thing, and I could be completely wrong about this. I just get the sense from BJ Anya that he's like (laughs) a competitive eating guy. I'm with you. Like I'm not doubting you on that. I could see Dominic Woodson being on the same wavelength. Yeah, that's the only guy I think I. If you were in an eating contest, like someone challenged you to an eating contest, what's the what's your go-to food that you're like, oh, I can put down a ton of those? No, I don't really eat like a like high volume. I mean, wings. Like if I get to twelve wings, I'm done. There's a lot of people that have seen you on TV recently wondering about that answer that you just gave. <laughs> the problem That's is great... not the problem is not food. It's those twelve ounce curls. Sixteen. I do sixteen. Nice. 16-ounce curls, diminishing weight, repeat eight times a night. That, that, that Lots, of reps. That Lots of reps. Lots of reps. He's a high rep guy. That will do it. Dude, <laughs> dude I, I honestly think I could probably eat a three-pound steak. I swear to God I could. Like a, like a good rib. Like it had yeah. to be a, like, yeah. a, like a really good ribeye. I think, I think back in the day in college, sweats, I, I swear I think I could have done because I, I – um, I, for whatever reason, couldn't put weight on when I was younger. I just didn't. I shouldn't say couldn't, didn't. I think I could have done that where they do the five pound steak challenge with the butt. See, I could have too back then. I, I up until I was thirty and my my metabolism retired, or got filled with beer, one or the other. Well, I mean, what about I, you, dude? What do you got? I think wings. I think I go wings. Yeah, they're close. Like I, th- I think wings for me is, uh, is the most impressive what I could do. I could put down food pretty well in one sitting. How many Jeez, wings? Cheese Coney's do? back in the day. I, I feel like I could do thirty wings pretty easily and ma- and maybe take it a level beyond that. Um, if like I was in a competitive environment with some money on the line, a little pride. Yeah. Take my shirt off, drink a few beers while I'm doing. Some, I think of, the, I some, some of those man versus food ones, man, made me almost sick. Yeah, that's just bad. sick. The, the worst were like deal. the ice cream. Ones. Oh, what are you where you had like five pounds sundae. Try to do the, milk sh- yeah. to do the milkshakes. Yeah, like a oh. five pound sundae. I'll tell you what, another one that no one would ever think oh. of that I just had last night after a night at the bar, and I could have ate another thirty five of those pizza rolls, bagel bites, very Ooh. similar thing. Very similar. I could thing. do pizza rolls. I could do pizza Dude, rolls too. The, once you start eating those. 
There's no I, limit to how many. I've eaten eat. a whole bag of pizza rolls we've, and just we, been like, we've yeah. gone off the rails, but I like going off the rails. So, do you put them in the microwave or do you try to bake them? Oven. You got to do oven. Okay. With, the, with, with bagel bites, um, with pizza rolls, I can do either I can because do either they're too. cardboard either way. But I like Nancy. I like the crisp of. I've got a, to- a really good toaster oven. Yeah, but I don't think. Do, do you get the pizza rolls to crisp in there? Ever? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I still get. They yeah. all still seem cardboardy to me. But you can't even cook like a steak on the grill. Like no. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. That's a good point. Well, I won't get into meats again. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I do want to go back real quickly. Tortinos. To, to, hit to us the, up. I, I had some. Trust me. I had some Friday night when I when I got I home. I had some for lunch earlier in the week, and now that they're on my mind, I might have them tomorrow. They're just so easy. That's the thing. You open the bag, throw them on a plate, boom, go off you go, and they don't take long to cook. It's straight up. What are you, are you a pepperoni guy? Uh, three yeah, meat. The, the, the pepperoni. Three meat. Pepperoni. Three meat combination. You're all about the meat. You always are. Our ranch. No, nothing. No dipping sauce. No dipping sauce. Nope. Just no ranch. Yeah, just straight, ranch for me. Ranch and hot through. sauce. Straight through, brother. Hot sauce. Hot sauce on everything. I put sauce. I eat hot sauce on popcorn. I might, I might try some Red Hot on my the Franks. Yeah, Franks La- is the best one. Lowry's and and hot sauce and popcorn. Oh no doubt. Yeah, gets messy though. That's the only problem. See, it, nah. I like Cholula too. Cholula's Chalula. good. Yeah, yeah Cholula's yeah, good. Yeah, I, good. I don't disagree. Sauce. I do want to touch back on the, on the 16 <laughs> basketball. <seeds>. Cool. Um, <laughs> the Big Ten did not get a team in that 16, nor do they deserve one. But then it makes you wonder what is what is their ceiling for whatever team wins that league. <laughs> That's a great, great question. question. That's a really good question. I was looking at some of that stuff and doing like. Well, the, I think Maryland had a chance to make I think a push they, for I think that. They did too. I think, and then they yeah. blew that game at Penn State. Wow. <laughs> that's a, honestly, I wasn't prepared for that, and I just don't have a good answer for you. I'd have I don't to, think there is a good answer. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Is the Big Ten champ going to get a five seed? I mean, as, if it started yesterday, yes. That that would have been the best they would have gotten. That is but, unbelievable. But the problem with the Big Ten champ is there's going to be multiple wins on the way to winning that championship that may yeah, push them pro- up a little probably. bit. Really? There's going to be wins over seven seeds and I mean, nine seeds. And I'm going to give, I'm, I'm going to give you records, seeds. and I don't have resumes in front of me. Um, shame on me for this. Wisconsin's 21-3. and three. Uh, Maryland's 21-4. and four. Purdue's 20-5. and five. Wisconsin's and, probably going to get a four. I think I they probably think. will, too. But it, it, if they it, win it, especially. It, yeah. But it was interesting to me just to see and look and go, whew, no Big Ten. Not that they deserve I, I There wasn't one I could go, well, shoot, you need to bump them out to put Wisconsin in. There really wasn't. Butler. Well, not yeah, maybe, and certainly now, obviously, yeah. they, they definitely would be. But but if they did it again today. It would probably it probably be it probably Wisconsin would be. and it probably would be. But that was that was a weird one. And I got to touch on your NKU Norse after uh, winning over Milwaukee when they were they were left for dead with five minutes to go. What a night! What that, like, like you were at, you were you were in heaven last night. That that you? was the night that I think. NKU people that were really optimistic when they made the Good decision crowd. to go D one. I think that's the night they expected they could have like. It felt like it, for the first time ever. It felt like I was at a Division One game when I was. How there. was that place with five thousand in there? Rowdy, loud. Like I mean, you you could stand up and awesome s- scream year. at refs and everything else at, during that game. And like normally, everyone that's in the gym would turn hey, and look you, at right, you, right? If you did that last night, I mean, it was for the last six minutes because NKU was down by double digits with like seven minutes to go yeah. still, and then they made a big run. They just finished on like a twenty-three to five run or something like that to close one, the game one by six. And for that whole portion from that like six minute stretch on it was just loud i mean really really loud in there and 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 people were really into the game it was a lot of fun now granted the thing that sucks about nku is anything to make it big there with the students it has to be a greek life thing which it was homecoming for them uh because it's commuter school and the only kids that really seem to show up are greek life kids who don't care about what's actually going on when my daughter went there she was in a sorority that's usually the only time she went to games right the greek Folk they, were doing stuff. They've got to get past that somehow. I don't know that it's feasible, and it just sucks that the Greek life people have to I be think, there. But I think it feels like word is starting to spread around Northern Kentucky, though, that this is a team you can get behind for sure. And I well, think they need to do. And, and I, they've done it. I heard them announcing some some teams and some middle school kids that were there and stuff. Like I think yeah. their their outreach to the high, the local high schools to get those kids. Yeah, it was Owen County night for yeah. Carson Williams fan club there you, night. There at the you game. go. There you go. Shut off the lights and come to the game. Yep. Last one out. Um, no, I, I, and, and I think the other part, too, is, um, look, Florida Gulf Coast was cool when they came in the year after they did yeah. what they did in the NCAA tournament. Um, Mercer, I, when I first saw them play, I, I thought they were an NCAA tournament team that could win a game. That was actually the year before they, they went to the NCAA tournament and, and, and did well. Um, but there just wasn't enough name recognition. Valpo, you, at least you know who they are. Green Bay, past success, you know who they are. Yeah. Wright State, you at least know who they are. Um, is it going to get... Well, and it's what, regional. It, I mean, you, correct. It, but is it going to get in Northern Kentucky on a night when UK plays a big game to get no. off their couch and come? No. But you do have the chance for, from from that perspective.
expected to kind of gain a few more fringe fans along the way. I mean, but this, and continue to set this up. This is not going to be it's built in five years. This is going to be seven or eight years from now if they make an NCAA tournament. That's when all of a sudden people go, okay, this is going to be cool. And then you've already got your core of three to five, and maybe you add another 1,500 to that mix. And the other thing that I think you have to do is we get kind of skewed, I think, on what Division One basketball looks like because we have a bunch of major programs around yeah. here. Right. Like SMU today had, what, 7,000 fans, that, and it was the largest crowd ever? Right. That, well, that place only holds yeah. that. Right. But that's, but that's what and I'm saying. It, that's yeah. what... And Division One basketball looks like they build they, gyms that don't hold ten thousand in most places. That's why they built it that size because right. they know that's about so the, the range of their the maximum. Yeah. 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 So, so NKU getting four or five thousand fans—that's Division One basketball at their level. Go look at go look around, and most schools at that level are getting twelve hundred. Yeah, thirteen hundred. NKU is not even close to the bottom of their conference. What, what was the game? We, we we were we went out for a beer after the NKU game the other night, and we had other highlights on the place we were at. There was a, it was one of the it was either the overtime Winthrop game or it was another four overtime game where literally there couldn't have been five people in the crowd. Yeah, I, I can't it, remember. It, just in the crowd shot you saw. You're asking him to remember. He was pounding dollar beers. That's true. He was ahead of me. He was way but, ahead but, of you. But, but we actually talked about it at the bar, though, believe it or not. So. Yeah. And we had drank more at Barley Corn. Yeah, so. yeah. The memory is a little off, but I do remember that game happening. <laughs> okay. I remember seeing stands with nobody in yeah. there. But, but I no, I, I would invite fun. people to look. Well, honestly, and, go in Conference USA and look, look at probably at the, some yeah. of the home, home and, things. Look at, look in, um, just look in leagues of that similar size um, and see what teams are doing for home. They're not, they're not getting a ton of people. I think for them also, this thing with Cincinnati next year. Gets a little buzz at the perfect Absolutely. time for NKU because, and I, I've seen it a million. I'm not going over there. I'm not going over right. there. You know what? They'll go, and that first time they're going to go. No, this is nice. Oh, this is comfortable. Huh. This is fun. This it's is loud. Good seats. It's loud. Absolutely. We're having a great time. And then if John continues winning and building something at NKU, they might go. Hey, let's go check that out one time. Or you know, they get somebody to come in. I think UC's going to play there probably a couple times mm-hmm. against the Norse down the road. Maybe not next year, but eventually. And and, they, and you go. You know what? I had a good time there. And yeah. now, and now it's dollar beer night for NKU, and I'm going back. They are now 17 and nine overall, and eight and five in the league. Amazing. Tied them for third, I believe, in the league now. And they're actually only one game out of second place behind Oakland. On it, and a chance to maybe get, maybe get either the two seed and go. I'll give him credit. What did he say at the beginning of the year? I know. This is a team that can compete at the top four level in that conference. Well done, and, sir. And they're, and they're right there. The thing is, they're they're eight and five in the league with the following games upcoming. At Cleveland State, at Stinks. Youngstown State. Stinks. Cleveland State is last in the league. No, next to last in the league. Milwaukee now is, believe it or not, last. No, they're tied for last. Youngstown State they're, was they're terrible. Tied for last at four. And, actually, Youngstown State's tied with those guys as well. So three teams but, tied at four and ten. Youngstown and Cleveland are two of them. Yeah, it's on the road. But look, the way you're, you're, you've got a little momentum going, um, you go there, win those two games. You're at 19 wins. Wright State comes back here. You already beat them at their place. Illinois Chicago comes in here. You already beat them at their place in the last regular season game against Valpo. I mean, if, if you win everyone, but you say the Valpo, Valpo game. Chance to win the league, maybe maybe win the league. Depending, you need a little bit of help because yeah. you're, you're, you're technically you're actually three games out yeah. in the loss column. Yeah. But I think as long as you can get one of those first two seeds, For avoid second, them, yeah. avoid them until the finals of your league tournament. Man, oh man, that would be unbelievable. And the thing is, what, what NKU needs is to not play Oakland because Oakland is a terrible right. matchup. They're way too athletic for them. They can't guard them. They match up much better with Valpo, who is you know obviously ahead in the standings. But for this NKU team, right. it's a lot about say, matchups sure, on the defensive end because they're just not quite athletic enough, and they don't guard all that well at times, although they're getting better. And I will say, we mentioned John Brandon, great coach. He was unbelievable in those final minutes when they made that run. Like, he brought Brandon Maxwell off the bench, who I don't even know. Like, he's barely played recently that I can recall, and the kid just made three or four huge plays in a row. They changed a little bit what they were doing offensively. I won't get into all the details and board people, but it was just a really impressive performance, and LeVon Holland was amazing. What did I text you the other night? John Brandon, greater than Anthony Grant? I, <laughs> I, I do not disagree with that. It's pretty good. Certainly, certainly you would think the way things are going in that league, he is almost a shoe in for coach of the year. Have to be. Has to be. Have to be. I mean, I'm trying to think uh, Green Bay's uh, a game ahead of them. But, but they won the league program. last Correct. year. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Oakland, Oakland is, is – Expected them to be actually good. Actually, might even be a, a notch. But, I mean, they shouldn't be 9-4 and four in that league, to be no. honest with you. I think they're better than that. And Valpo, everybody thought they were Correct. a lock. The to... only thing, though, new coach, too, at Valpo. And they are yeah. putting together a great yeah, year. Yeah, but they've got the best player by far in the league. I agree with you. I think it's an, e- I think it's an easy case for John. But if – if they gave it to Valpo, it wouldn't be the most surprising. Yeah. Somebody voted for Woj last year, right? So anything can happen. 
No, that's not correct. <laughs> People voted for Kevin Dillard, spearheaded Willard. by Woj, Woj. Okay. who had gotten his ass kicked by Mac multiple <laughs> ever since he's never mind. I didn't know. I, I forgot where exactly your hatred for Woj had come from. No, that's not where it came from. <laughs> that is not at all where it came from. It comes from different places. That's where the confrontation came yeah, from. Yeah, that's where his hatred for me came from. <laughs> uh, you got a final take at all, Brendel? Um, no, nah, just don't panic when your team's 22-3. and three. I mean, yeah, it would have been great to go into to Moody Coliseum and get that win. but 22-3 and three with two losses to surefire NCAA tournament teams. And a bubble and, team. And a bubble team. And and all of them, two on the road and one neutral, neutral. that was basically a, a road game. Um, I mean, it's going to be all right. This team's still fun to watch. They still got some things to figure out. They still got some areas they can improve. Speaking of coach of the year, I, I, I Fran Dunphy, he always wins. Coach no, 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 of the year no. I, American. I, I, if, if, if <laughs> no, hear me out on this though. If Mick had won today, and he'd run the table through getting to the NCAA tournament, would he be in a conversation for national coach of the year? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's an yeah. Like if they would have won today, and they and you get that like twenty, you end up twenty nine and two. Yeah, twenty nine and two. He'd twenty been in the conversation. Three three seed. I think. I think. It, I mean, it's going to be few, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Especially, yeah. especially if they finish undefeated. Yeah, it's going to be few. And they but, they really cleared their last big hurdle. Um, yeah. uh, Saturday night when but they beat uh, St. Mary's. I, th- I think Mary's. he definitely would have been in the in the conversation. In the conversation. Yeah, he yeah. has to be a finalist in that case. And yeah. I mean, he might still be a finalist. Yeah, honestly. Right. if you're talking right. about like final five, yeah, seven names, twenty eight and three. Yeah, he's probably got to be in there. Yeah, um, you know, it, it, I get the frustration, and I get that it was you know a big opportunity for that team to make a statement, go on the road, win at Moody Coliseum. That's tough to win there, and they, and for whatever reason, they had a really bad eight minute stretch, yep. and and I and that's what it was. That's yeah. that, that that's all. And then you were playing from behind and had no chance. I, I fault the, the 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 players for not stepping up and stopping that. I, I think that's one hundred percent on them. And I think if you ask them, they would tell you right. that that's one hundred percent on them. That they have to. You you can't allow a team at any point in time, anywhere, and under under any given circumstance, to go on a nineteen to two run on you. You've got to settle the situation down and win, but it's not a reason to freak out. All right. How about you, Rick Brewing? You got one? You got one? You're, you're cringing. I just fire. I do, but dude, you're okay. fire aim. Be- because I'm a guy with who's already been recording a podcast and is willing to watch things burn, um, LaMelo Ball scored 92 points last week, and I know we're a, we're a little bit past maybe that this is no, newsy pe- and relevant. Pe- people are still talking about it, and we're going to talk about it here in a second. Go ahead. I mean. I loved it. Cherry picking the whole damn second half. So, he, so here's, here's I where like I want to frame they, this. They were doing it to raise awareness for some for a girl that was sick at the school. Great. So you raise my awareness for it. Did I give a buck for it? No. I don't, you know what? You raise Maybe awareness. Some people. Do. Um, hold I, on. I, I hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's not fair. There's a GoFundMe page set up. It has been funded on a much bigger level okay. because of this. They went. Vi- this was on every national sports blog, Skinny, all across Twitter. Oh, I know. No, I know it was. It. I know it was. Okay. Well, if you're trying to raise awareness for a GoFundMe page, that's a pretty good way to do it. Here's here's where I, I'm surprised Skinny didn't go with this. Yeah. That's Why didn't the other team deck him? Why didn't the other team send him into a wall? Why didn't they wall? take a charge? Absolutely. I knew that was coming. Well, so, you saw that. You guys saw the highlights. You've yeah. got to admit, it was it ridiculous was to watch. Okay. It was ridiculous to watch. Uh, okay, so here's where I Yes would, or no? W- yes. Here, well, here's where I would start the whole thing. The 92 points is ridiculous. The 150 to 130 or whatever the score, one, I think score was between the two high school teams is ridiculous. But this isn't like... He didn't do that. He didn't set that up for it to be that way. The other team was playing playing in a similar style where they weren't playing they any defense or up and down the court and cherry picking. They were awful. So his dad and his well, – basically, Chino Hills has decided they're willing to accept the Ball brothers playing at their school and be nationally relevant and play in all these national tournaments to get tons of exposure for letting LeVar Ball run Chino Hills as his personal PR firm. And that's what this is. Like, they said, hey – this is going to happen tonight. Like, let's go do it and let's go viral. And like, his dad had someone filming it, just it, his reaction. And I would be honest with you. I mean, if if you're the coach of the other team worth your salt, you're not allowing him to get 92. You're going to put two guys, three guys on him and say, I don't care what you do. This cat ain't doing what well, he's doing to us. I, I'm not going to let it happen. So that's where I get into my second part of this. Is I see a ton of dudes hating on this. I, I read it on my Facebook. I read it on my Twitter timeline. I find it funny that there's a lot of dudes that I went to high school with that I watched play on the high, my high school basketball team. You could have locked those dudes in the gym for 48 minutes with no defense, and, and they, they couldn't, couldn't score, score 92. 92. <laughs> they couldn't score 50, and they're hating on a dude who got 92 points in a high school game regardless of how it came. Silly. That's silly to me. Second of all, they're saying, oh, it, they should have put two guys, three guys on him. 
Did you not watch the whole video? They did. They, they triple tried. teamed him at the end of the game. Went two guys in well, the lane, the the three game. guys on him. He, but, but not for a majority of those what? highlights. And guess what? He juked them all and hit two threes. <laughs> the kid is nasty. Don't hate on him. Like Just because his dad is like working this as a national PR campaign and they're doing all they can. To, and by the way, it worked. We're, we're talking about everyone well, in the no, country I, I, talked about no, it for two days. For, people are still, I mean, I had people talking to me about it last night. Yeah, it, I mean, it got it's the still exact being exposure about. his dad wanted. His dad's a marketing genius. He the really man's is. a genius. He'll tell you that. Come and see him when he wins. You got to drop that in, as you know. Obviously, no question. I just, I just, it just didn't do anything for me. They, it, other than it, I thought it was stupid. I thought it was ridiculous. Yeah, and, and I did too. Like I wasn't like, oh man, ninety-two points. That's really cool. But it was like when Dewan Wagner scored hundred. It's like that's pretty wild. And that dude's going to be really good. And I'm not going to hate on a high school kid because he went and scored ninety-two in a game. And I also think it's ridiculous to act like he's not good. Because right. he got nine. Like, the people are saying, oh, he's trash. He's not that good. It's like, dude, I don't think you watched that whole video. Like, yes, some of them were cherry picking laps. He's the Steph Curry shooter. There was like, a lot of nasty stuff that yeah, he was what, doing. What, that yeah, what did he end up with three wise? How many? 22? Yeah, a lot. The kid's going to be really good. He's really fun to watch. My whole thing is, I just don't get why, like, people want to get so mad and, like, and tell a kid he's trash because he scored 92 in a game. It's like, <laughs> if you want to get mad at the dads and, and the adults who are, who are, like, playing the game that way, okay. Like, I get that. But a sophomore in high school, he's just getting buckets. Yeah, it's like, who cares? I'm more mad at the opposing team. Yeah, I figured that's who you would be mad yeah, at. Yeah, I'm more mad but, at them. But, I mean, again, they, 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 they're they the ones who started I mean, the whole I running mean, up and down it, and cherry picking. Yeah, thing. no, and if you and honestly, if you wanted to keep that from happening on the offensive end because uh, Chino Hills was not playing defense whatsoever, go hold the ball then. Just say, you know what, you're not, I'm not going to give it back to you. Yeah, but that's right. the thing. They didn't want to do that. They wanted no, to run up and down and score that, 130. That, that's my point. Is yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm just as upset with them that, that they allowed it to happen. People are just ridiculous when it comes to social media and then how they react to kids and sports. It's just very, very, very bizarre to me. I do not understand it. All right, that's a good way to end it. Very good. Enjoy your Omaha steaks when they come. We will be back on. We'll be back on Thursday again with another podcast. Week. What do you got? By the way, grilling with Skinny podcast. It's going to happen. Jed Demusi has offered to grill steaks I while we it. podcast. All we're going to eat together. But if we're doing a grill out, we need more than just steaks, folks. We need beer. Who's going to step up? I've had multiple people slide in my DMs and say, hey, I've got a buddy. I've got a friend. I'm personally opening up a craft Make it shop. happen. Make it happen. First one who steps up is going to get major pub on the Grilling with Skinny podcast episode. I'm with it. We'll, we'll be doing that very soon. All we need is free beers. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Just send us free beers. We're good. I think I like that. Good way to end it. All right, we're back uh, on Thursday. Have a good one.